Disclaimer, for this podcast starts, we'd like to hear a special shout out from our sponsor, Disney Plus. Are you looking for an app to rewatch all your childhood shows and movies? Well, we have the solution for you. Disney Plus is an app that allows you to relive all of your childhood memories. You have the option of trying a seven-day trial or simply paying six ninety-nine a month. Download now on your app store. We will now be returning to our podcast. Before we start this podcast, we would like to put on some relaxing background music that we hope can calm and relax you throughout this podcast because we will be talking for a long time. So we want you to enjoy it and also... Listen to us. Yes. Okay, guys. Welcome to Marshmallows by the Campfire, Episode 1, The Significance of Atticus's Lessons. In this episode, we'll be discussing the impact and importance of one of the multiple lessons Atticus taught his children, Jim and Scout, in the novel To Kill a Mockingbird. Let me introduce you to the team. My name is Yahira Johnson. My name is Joel Carrero. My name is China Rubin. My name is Isaac Guevara. <clears throat> the famous award-winning novel To Kill a Mockingbird is narrated from the perspective of a six-year-old child, Jean-Louis Finch, nicknamed as Scout throughout the chapters. The storyline mainly revolves around how Jem and Scout, no, how the residents living in southern Panamaker, um, and it's told from the perspective of Scout, how she mentioned this six-year-old girl and her older brother, that's ten. And the novel basically talks about all their adventures and all the struggles they encounter as the years go by and how, like, how the years they grow. <clears throat> um, as Jim and Scout go through these encounters, their father Atticus is there to help guide them to do it what's right and he's kind of like the parent that they don't really decide to listen to at first they are kind of stubborn in a way and they decide um to you know like kind of you know be a regular kid and not really follow the directions at first but then later on realize that it will help them in the long run the storyline touches on topics like injustice justice Empathy, courage, and education. All are essential, essentially developed through the encounters and lessons they learn through the citizens of Maycomb. Atticus more frequently teaches valuable lessons to Gem and Scout. And an example is how he mentions if he didn't practice what he preaches, he wouldn't be able to live with himself. Attic- oh, um, so Atticus is like, his lessons are... The main one is, if I didn't, I couldn't hold my head up in town. And that's like Lee 100. And then another one is, before I can live with other folks, I've got to live with myself. The one thing that doesn't abide by majority rule is a person's conscience, which is Lee 140. Um, Atticus is trying not to be too hypocritical. So he's trying to teach them to do the right thing. And at the same time, he knows that it'll always revert back to him. And whatever he puts on Jim and Scout to do, then he knows that he will have to follow the same thing, follow what he teaches, or they won't take him seriously or won't believe 
what he has to say because he's not following it himself. So he wants to be a good example and not be hypocritical just to make sure that they listen to him. So I feel like these quotes show us that Atticus doesn't want to be the type of person that says not to do one thing but then like turns around and does it himself. Atticus knows that it is the wrong thing to do and that's not what he wants to teach his kids. I agree with both China and Yohara in the sense that Atticus is known to be wise and noble by those around him, aka the people living in Macomb, the residents. Um, he was like an exemplary man. Everyone hoped to be like him. Not didn't hope to be like him, but those were like what's it called? He was a good role model. Like yeah, a good role model. Yeah. Um, so basically, to sum up the lesson that Yahira mentioned, it's that he's basically touching on how if he he himself didn't follow his own lesson. And how could he go like go out and teach other people the same lesson if he just didn't want to be hypocritical? And since he taught most of his lessons or almost all of his lessons to Gem and Scout as they grew or as the years passed, if he didn't follow his lessons, then Gem and Scout would be like, if my dad's not doing it, then why would I do it? And they would stop like listening to him and etc. I, I also agree with you guys because I kind of feel like Atticus is trying to tell Scout and Jim that they should always do what's right, even if it's not, like, the usual or what everybody else does. He's, like, in his own way, he's kind of telling them to, like, do what's right while being themselves and being proud of it. Um, I agree. I feel Atticus felt the need to educate Scout because she was questioning him on why he took the case and the backlash from the people of Maycomb because it was kind of abnormal if you knew you were going to be judged for something and you knew that you were going to be criticized for making a decision that was abnormal or wasn't usual to the public like why would you take it on in the first place you know to give more like of a backstory of why Scott was questioning Atticus and why he was defending Tom Robinson um, like a few days before, or a day before, I don't specifically remember, but her peer, her classmate, Cecil Jacobs, was taunting her, calling her father names that I don't want to say. Like, um, Cecil Jacobs would call her father, like, a nigger lover, and that he loved to hang around niggers and everything. Yeah, that, <laughs> what she said. <laughs> and, um, she, 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 did she really know, like, what it meant? I don't... <clears throat> I don't think she understood. Yeah, I don't think she understood. Yeah, that's why she. That's why I think she asked. Yeah, I don't think she understood really, like the the aspect of it, like the context that it was used in. I like, feel like she's, she's heard, heard it. A lot. Yeah, she's heard it a lot, but, but like, the context realized. that it was used in, referring to her father, I think she felt it was kind of strange. Like, oh, why are they calling my father this innocent? Um, that's where Atticus took like took that as an opportunity to educate her that what he was doing wasn't something weird like her classmate was making it seem. It was actually the morally correct route to take in his situation due to his like thoughts that everyone should have equal rights and stuff. Um, uh, this conversation with Scout fueled his motive of teaching her this lesson to always do the right thing, uh, disregarding the, the opinions others might have. <clears throat> Sorry, um, Atticus models his teachings through 
His own actions by not treating anyone different by their race are actions. And this model is important because it shows us how Atticus is respectful, non-judgmental, and definitely not someone you would call a hypocrite. Just to elaborate on your Irish point, like, pretty much means like if Atticus didn't model his like the moral he teaches, a lot of people would lose their trust in him and he'd lose credibility. And this most importantly targets Jem and Scout since most of his teachings is for their benefit. As an outcome, Atticus, like, responsibly being the father figure that in their life, because he's their father, but some people <laughs> aren't unfortunate, fortunate enough to, like, have yeah. an actual parent that cares about them. Yeah. And, like, their, what's it called? Their actions? Yeah. <clears throat> like, one time we mentioned in class that, like, we all wish we had an Atticus dad. I know, because my mom doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, funny. stop using your phone. But then she pulls out her yeah. phone, like, second lady. Yeah, so it's good to have a parent that can be the example that they're trying to teach you. Yeah. So, like, as time passes, his impact on them is becoming, like, more clear. Like, in their throughout their actions, like, it actually shows that they're applying it in their life and, like, their daily encounters. One example of this is that after Atticus taught Scout the lesson to always do the right thing or to always take the better route, uh, she immediately, like, the next day, her next school day, she like used it in her encounter with Cecil Jacobs again. Mm, yeah, um whilst I was out at school, she decided to confront um Cecil Jacobs about how disrespectful he was towards her father. She confronted him without confidence. Without a doubt, Cecil Jake Cecil did not back down from the criticism he was receiving. And they, you know, went back and forth arguing about it. Um, Cecil it was like taunting Scout. She, he wanted a fight. He wanted to get to her about this. Um, something she wasn't afraid of doing, but she decided to. Wait, I feel like that shows that Cecil doesn't have like, a parent. Yeah. Like Atticus. Yeah, it shows like the. It shows the. How common, how majority of the people in Maycomb are, you know? That Not like everyone's like Atticus. Yeah, it just seems like very. Um, <clears throat> so, and like, the, like during like all this was happening, Scout remembered what Atticus had like taught her. And she remembered that her father modeled to her that doing what you think is right is always the best choice under any circumstances. With this in mind, she put down her fist and courageously backed down from the fight and maturely handled the laughs of her classmates because, like, it was hard for her to, like, not fight because she always fights people and she never, like, backed down from one. Yeah, this was, like, her first time actually backing down. Yeah. She would never back down from a fight, yeah. She was always prepared to fight. And having this talk, it, Atticus also told her it would be better to fight, you know, with her intelligence. So she decided to go to school, you know, take all of those lessons, put them into perspective. <laughs> she applied her, like, new lesson, like, learned lesson, uh, which is, like, I guess, shaping her life for the better. But it was because of 
Atticus's help and his um, like him teaching them. Yeah. Another example where Scout applies her father's lessons, the other one that arose around the same idea to always do the right thing, is when she empathetically approaches her conflict with Jen. <clears throat> um, after visiting Arthur Radley's property and being unsuspectedly frightened by a weird shadow, Jim lost his pants while Jem, Scout, and Dill attempted to make a run for it. After, um... After seeing multiple people near the Riley property, Jim bravely decided to go back to retrieve his pants out of fear of being held accountable for violating the privacy of the Radleys. Later that night, he came back trembling, according to Scout, but they later, they later concluded that if she was in Jim's place, she wouldn't want to be bothered. Um... These ideas might not make sense, but like to give backstories so they can be like more clear. Jem, Scout, and Dill, they all wanted to see Boo Radley, or just the Radley property. They wanted to visit it because they're mysterious people. They didn't like partake in the usual make home traditions or activities that were going on. So they wanted to go visit him. Um, and that's what they did. They, they made like this whole plan. Hmm? Okay, I'll keep going. Oh. Oh, um. What did you do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she does, um. I left off of where they go. Like where they plan to go. Oh, where they plan to go. So, like. Like what they do. Just say what they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's it. <laughs> okay, that's like, fine. that's it. No, I don't have anything to add on. Do you guys have anything to add on to Hyra Isaac? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's really interesting. Oh, yeah, like, they didn't go out much, and then, so mm-hmm. they were trying to, like, kind of, they tried to give him a note, and then, I guess, invite him to ice cream. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't, like, really the most respectful thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, because before they gave him the note, they, like, violated his property. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think she, sorry for all the silence, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> like, we're trying to think of new points, yeah, yeah, we have it written down, we're like, we're trying to make sure it correlates, because it kind of got thrown off a little bit, but it's okay. Or going back to like where we were talking to, what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I remember what she said mm-hmm. about how. Oh yeah, um, about um, Jim being brave to, to go back, and, to get go back and get yeah, do the right thing like Atticus taught them. Because well, we don't not exactly the right thing. Because he just well, wanted to go get back his pencil, so he wouldn't be blamed because he saw the people. You know? yeah. Why did we put this in? It's like backstory. Okay. Well. Okay, I'll just continue on Um, when Jack, I mean, Jack, <laughs> Jack, when Jack, Jack went Jack. back, his name is Jack, he went back to get his, um, his pants, of course, since no one really knew the Radleys, they all, um, what's the word? Characterizing? Mm-hmm. No, oh, like, judging. Categorizing. Categorizing. Yeah. So they they judged him. 
or judging them into being scary people. Everyone would walk by their house thinking it was haunted or some stuff like that. But Scout could have like questioned he came back shaking. That's what mentioned in the novel. Oh yeah, he came so, back shaking. Yeah, so here is where Atticus's lesson comes into perspective because she could have, you know, bothered Jim, asked him for answers out of the benefit of her own curiosity. Yeah. But instead uh, she she like kind of put herself in Jen's shoes and she came to the conclusion that like after what he went through, he probably wanted to just be on his own and not to be bothered. Okay. He also called her empathy, but like what we're trying to bring out is that she did the better thing. She could have easily like bothered him. Yeah, but she, didn't. but she didn't. She chose to like, you know, let him be. That was doing the right thing, giving him that time and space, like. Yeah. To, to like able to digest what he just like saw. Yeah, and Atticus does the same throughout the novel. Like throughout the novel, when he sees Gem and Scout going through things, he does give it a little bit of time before pulling them inside and like you know talking to them. Like he'll see it when he first maybe gets home, but then at dinner time he will pull Gem and Scout aside and like you know teach them a lesson. But he also does the same thing, like gives them their space from time. Yeah. <clears throat> Even though there can like be like many characters listed that showcase Atticus lessons through their actions, one specific individual who did the exact opposite would be the horrible Bobby Lowe. Bobby Lowe was a like a cold-hearted man who uh, acted on his unrighteous thoughts without hesitation. He committed various vicious crimes without being arrested due to his evident white privilege. It is made clear in the novel that uh, he drinks a lot, which possibly may be the reason for his lack of tenderness towards the people who make him. Um, specifically, where all these like adjectives that we put in, that we put in the line, what, what Isaac said, <laughs> basically. It's <laughs> 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 like that he was vicious and he lacked tenderness. That he liked tenderness um, is towards the end of the novel where he recklessly takes out his anger on Atticus's children, Gem and Scout, um, due to the fact that he was bothered by what Atticus did in court. He basically like, exposed him on all his wrongdoings, and Bobby didn't like this. Um. So basically, to give a backstory. Yeah. Bob it will bab Bab Oh my gosh his name is totally Bab. We love that. Wait. My apologies. Bob <laughs> Bob Yule was asked to give his testimony in court about the rape and beating of his daughter um Mayela Yule. Um, and Tom Robinson, being a black man in Maycomb, was convicted of initiating the assault. So this is where Atticus graciously stepped in and decided to defend him, which was unheard of back then. A white man, you know, putting all of his effort and skills into defending a black man. In the old times, that was rare and, like, weird. <laughs> like, they thought it was so abnormal for a white man to be defending a black man. 
and so um um Atticus proudly defended him he didn't hide you know he didn't like like you know try to like act he wasn't like embarrassed that he was appointed to defend him he was actually proud um um so he wanted to do the morally correct thing so that's why he carried it with like stride and proudness um but also knowing that tom robinson was wrongly convicted made him thrive to maybe do it even more because he felt that tom robinson was innocent all the evidence pointed to that like conclusion that he was wrongly convicted i wanted to add on to what you're saying about how it was unheard of um not only was like it weird back in those days but uh, the city of Macomb was extremely like discriminatory and there was a lot of racism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he said weird. I wouldn't use that terminology. I would just say like rare. Oh, Good yeah. City. Well, to them it was weird. To them. Reflecting back on yeah, it wasn't weird. Like seeing, but to them, they definitely thought it was. Yeah, to them, it was probably like a shock, especially yeah. to see like Addis, Addis, because he was like, not, like not, he, they respected him. That's why. Yeah. We still judged him. Yeah. Um. Now it is back to Yahira. <clears throat> Since Atticus called Iwa Babio like out on why the assault was suspicious, which would have put him behind bars, he like grew angry and he immaturely threatened Atticus that he would one day harm him where he would least expect it. Um <clears throat> so uh given all of this, like by the end of the novel, uh, novel Jem and Scout are on their way home from a Halloween contest from like after school, and Bob like attempted to kill them uh, with a like a kitchen knife. Um, with the like his main goal was to get back at Atticus um, because of what he did to him in the court. Yeah, but like to add on, I feel like he targeted Jem and Scout. Because just simply targeting Atticus, I guess, wasn't enough for him because he knew that his children were everything, everything to him in his life. So targeting or hurting his kids would hurt him more than him physically, dying. yeah, him dying, himself dying. Yeah, Hyra, do you have anything to add on or like agree or disagree with? Um, like any of your opinions towards Bobby, what his actions? Oh, yeah. So, like, I think, like, Bobby was, like, that was, like, kind of messed up of him to, like, try to go after the kids because, like, they're just kids. They don't know anything. They didn't do anything to him. It was just, like, Atticus, but it was, like, just all messed up to even hurt anybody. Like, that was not nice at all. It's, like, their age, too. They haven't even lived their life yet. I know. He's already trying to kill them. Anyways. But realistically speaking, Bob Yule is the complete opposite of Atticus. He had no morals, no education, no respect towards others, no empathy towards others, and etc. But he only showcased the opposite 
he not only showcased the opposite of Atticus's lesson to always do the right thing, but every lesson Atticus taught to throughout to kill a mockingbird. Rather than maturely talking about his problem and like why he was so pressed about what Atticus <laughs> said in court, he took it out. He took it out on kids, innocent kids who had nothing to do with it. Um, he refused to take the better route as Atticus taught, Gem and Scout, but instead he took the dark path, which was killing innocent children. Yeah. So I now, and we've now. You can see more of a pattern. We hope you can see more of a pattern after what we've talked about that that Atticus is very distinctively different from everyone in Maycomb. Like now you can see he's different from the parents of Maycomb. He's different from Bob Yole that, you know, wants to harm young innocent kids. It's like cruel, you know. You can now see the pattern that Atticus is very different and he lives by that. And I think that's why everyone respects him so much in town. Exactly. Um, we'll need these future quality traits as we get older and reach adulthood, so like they're good to keep in mind and be learning them now. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. So, like, life in general, like... Also, you don't, you don't, you don't want to go around being hypocritical. No? Okay, sorry, guys. Sorry. Okay, now having, yeah. So now to like go on, I feel like this lesson is very important for teens. It builds a, it builds a sense of responsibility and reliableness as teens. We are coming of age and lessons like this show us like not to back down our, our words. Whatever job or career you may have in the future will require you to be dependable and make sure that they can count on you to help with what is in the best interest of the job. No one will hire you if they can't trust what you say. Yeah. So, like, the things that he's, that Atticus is teaching, um, Jim and Scout is only going to benefit them in the future, like, when they get older and they need to do things like have a job, have a career, have people that trust in them, you know, family, friends, building their own family. They can pass this lesson down onto their kids to have more good people out there. So, this, um, this really helps. Like, you would think that these few little lessons that Atticus tells Jim and Scout, they really genuinely... They follow it because he follows it. He lives by it, so they can live by it. And in the long run, it'll just help. Um, I think that um, like them following what Atticus like is telling them, I think it also could show like like throughout the examples in the novel of them like applying his lesson. It shows like how they're like mature enough to actually like listen to what he's saying and not just 
here once and forget about it, but they actually like put it to use. Yeah, cause they're young and they're still learning. Like, we, like my sister, for example. <laughs> like she's kind of an educator right now. Like my mom still tries to like show her what she did was wrong, but she's kind of stubborn right now. Like, yeah, we're in the beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm pretty sure she'll line up. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> That'll make it so much more easier. Right. Okay. So I feel like people can benefit by living in this manner because it will help with their everyday choices and learn to be a better person. Like, let's be honest, everybody loves a respectable person no matter what. Like, queen, like you're a queen, you're a king, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna have to agree with you higher on this one. The, this manner is what everybody needs to live by in order to get respected by their peers and if they have children then they will gain respect from them. If people want their kids to listen to them then they have to listen to themselves first. Um, this whole thing that has to do with not being hypocritical and listening to yourself and telling others what to do matters a lot and most certainly cannot be put out of existence. So basically... Basically, oh my gosh, comment. Comment's barking, guys. Hope you enjoy that. He's a good dog. <laughs> um, he's a king. So, yeah, he's a king. In this house. Um, so basically, we need more people like that in the world to, you know, say that they believe in something, live by it, and pass it on to others, and, you know, not change for anyone. We need more people like that in the world, so we don't want to just, you know... We need more people out there so people be kind. Well, basically, people that are like loyal to their ideas yeah. and stay to what, yeah, stick to what they say. Not like yeah. my mom, who <laughs> makes me put away my phone while I'm eating, and then she pulls it out. Oh my god! Exactly. I think I think um, definitely we need more people like that. So anything you have, don't be afraid to like pass it on to others. Don't be afraid to pass on your lessons to other people. Okay, so like we've been be talking. Be Atticus. Yeah, Atticus. We yeah. all should be an Atticus, like no yeah. matter what. Like, stop being yourself. Yeah, <laughs> stop being yourself. <laughs> don't say that, guys. Don't take that. Okay, be more like Atticus and include your yeah. ideas into like his morals, <laughs> don't be his yourself. lessons that he taught us. He taught us, and like the lesson we're explaining in the podcast, this whole podcast. Okay, but coming from here, okay, to put it into perspective, don't be yourself means if you know you're hypocritical and you like want to change, oh, yeah. put this podcast into perspective of that, and use this as a as a gateway to you know changing and opening your expanding your mind to do bigger and better things, you know, like Atticus. So, not being not not being yourself, but also. To agree to disagree, don't not be yourself, but at the same time, if you know you have these like traits that are like hypocritical, that you're very hypocritical or things like that, and you know you are and you want to change, just take this podcast into perspective. Yeah, that's like what I meant. Yeah, like if you have those traits and like start from the bottom, like jump and scout, like you you can see their character development. Yeah, like I think it just to say in a clear way, like. Uh, still be yourself, but if you really need to, uh, just follow Atticus's lessons and uh, put them to good use. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Okay, so like, I know you guys have been listening for a very, very long time. minutes. We were not planning 
And, I think um, we have to like my trim some parts out. But, yeah. yeah. Um, guys, this was supposed to be way more entertaining. I'm gonna tell you what we were gonna do, cause this video would have been this podcast would have been much longer. But we're gonna include some nice jokes, some nice like you know little background drumming like when I say a joke. But that, like, I feel like we got too into yeah, the conversation. Yeah, we got really oh, deep yeah. into the conversation, which we hope you guys did as well, engaging as you were listening. We hope you got deep into the conversation Yeah, as we well. hope you formed, like, your own opinions based on what we're saying or, like, if you agreed with us. Yeah. Um, we enjoyed creating this podcast a lot. There were, like, times where we got to be funny, still, like, having laughs. You know, there was silence. We laughed yeah. about the silence. Um, and we got to, like, really engage into this conversation, which was really fun. So, alright, we'll get out of your ears now. Um, hope y'all have a good and chill rest of the day. Oh yeah, whatever time you're watching this, you know, if it's morning, if it's afternoon. Or rest of your night. Rest of your night, rest of your morning, rest of your afternoon. Rest of your three in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this podcast and how much effort we put in, because put in a lot of effort to make it enjoyable for you guys so we hope you enjoyed the background music the 34 minutes that we talked <laughs> um and i don't know i don't know maybe we should stop it now we should put like a code like if you're listening this far Oh yeah, if you're if you're listening this far, go download Disney Plus, like our sponsor. Yeah. Like, if Thank you're listening, listening to us yeah. so much. Yeah, if like, you're listening, go download Disney Plus. I know my voice Disney is Plus. super annoying, but you like deal with it. Yeah, you stuck around. I was gonna include some ending vocals. We ain't got time for that. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Say goodbye. That was terrible. Okay, so do not. We hope do not acknowledge. We that. enjoy you guys in the time you have like put into listening to this podcast. Like really, we we really enjoy. Like seriously, <laughs> and we hope you enjoyed the background music. We tried to make it aesthetic and have good vibes because oh, yeah. we're all about that good vibes. <laughs> so about those good vibes. <laughs> Don't forget to stay tuned for the next episode on Marshall Podcast.